lovingly dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Heather Parry and with me is my co-host Kirsty Logan. And also a bird. A bird trying to get some, um, it's, a, it's a beautiful magpie I must say, some beautiful blue plumage <laughs> on its wings. He's quite a scamp, he goes through our bins and pecks all the bin bags open to find things and then just spreads all over the ground, doesn't even pick out. What if this, over the course of this mini-sode, uh, that bird just becomes angry with us and like pecks at the side of my head while you're speaking? I won't do anything. I'll just watch. If this turns Hitchcockian, yeah. I'm running. Uh, we're outside, if you hadn't figured. <laughs> There's actually, I don't have a pet magpie inside, or traffic sounds in my flat. Uh, we are observing the COVID guidelines. Yep. And also, we're on day... Five? Five. <laughs> I know what day it is, of our Countdown to Season 7, 13 More Tales of Horror, mini-sodes. Halloween, pre-Halloween series. Pre-Halloween... Mini-series. Yep, yep, that's what we're doing. And today we... Actually, it's a macro-series, because even a normal series is only 11. So this is more series of smaller... More more episodes of condensed content. Condensed shit. (laughs) Condensed shit nugget. If our usual series is like a dinner... Like a, a just a normal weeknight dinner. This is very much like a haute cuisine. Smaller plates, but there's like 13 of them. Nice. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's better than shit nugget. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I've killed Heather with a joke. I'd, I'd done a joke and she died. So today, we are talking about this story, The House That Jack Built. Oh, you carry on. I'll just try not oh, to die. Oh, mate. She's like completely hidden inside her scarf, (laughs) which is almost the size of Lenny Kravitz's scarf. (laughs) We we do this for you, listeners. So, the house that Jack built, who's it by? I forgot to look. Oh God, do I care? Hang on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's not one of the classics. Gary Kilworth. Gary Kilworth. That's a fake name if you've ever heard one. No. You wouldn't go with Gary if it was a fake name. Kilworth. Well, you might. It's like Arnold... Murder. <laughs> Max Power. <laughs> so, in this story, now this one is very vivid from my childhood memory because I had this book as a kid and I really remember this story really? very vividly. Yeah. I don't really know why because I don't think it's a brilliant story. No. I think it's just, it just stuck in my tiny brain for some reason. Oh, well, fair enough. I remember it really clearly. So, in this story, Caleb is on, we're going to have this thing again, aren't we? Caleb or Caleb. Okay, well, uh, just, I think, do what you want. Caleb. Caleb, Caleb, okay. He's driving across the moors, he's having some car trouble, and he stops. He sees a house, kind of remote, middle of nowhere. He's a bit spooked out by the house, but he decides to approach it. He knocks on the door. Then this happens. A sudden feeling of lethargy came over him. He was very, very tired. It was a warm night, and there was no reason why he should not sleep on the porch. It looked very inviting, even though it was hard wood. He lay down, fully clothed. The boards beneath him were unusually comfortable and seemed to mould themselves to his shape. Weird, right? <laughs> so then what happens? I think it's weird that they're on Bodmin Moor in a fucking point horror book. I mean, it's very English, this book, isn't it? Yeah, apart from Diane Ho, who I've assumed is American, but may not be. I mean, maybe she's... We have assumed it. Huh. Maybe she's not. Well, which I was like, huh. 
Bodmin Moor <laughs> in a point horror book. Have you okay. been to Bodmin Moor? I have not. Neither have I. Too south. I don't go there. No, me neither. So then Caleb wakes up and he goes into the house. It's a beautiful house. Ooh. <laughs> Outdoor sounds. <laughs> It, it's all beeswax, shiny wood, it's all carved into designs, very high-end house, but there's no furniture. And then the door slams shut, there is no handle. Oh my god. So then he goes into a room. That door also slams shut. Caleb, you fucking idiot. Don't go what into you, any more rooms. Don't go into further rooms. Oh I just want to check it's going to trap me. Oh, I'm oh, trapped. Yep. Yes. I'm yep. dead. Okay, cool. He's not dead. This is what happens. A voice says, put your hand through the hole. <laughs> And he does, because he's a fucking idiot. Well, I suppose it could be worse. It could have been put your mouth on the hole. <laughs> if you were in a weird house that had locked you in and someone told you to put your hand in a hole, would you do it? Do you know what? I probably would. But I don't think that's the smartest That's why thing you're one day going to lose a hand. <laughs> some folk will never lose a toe, but then again, some folk will. <laughs> some folk will I'm... never lose a hand, but Heather Perry... I'm Cletus the Slime Dog Yokel. <laughs> I don't want to be. <laughs> well, don't put your hand in random holes then. Well, fine. Well, there's today's lesson. It's my freedoms curtailed again. <laughs> I cancelled you. Not, you're not allowed to put your hand in a hole. I've been silenced from putting my hand in weird holes. Anyway, you and Caleb would be friends because he does put his hand in the hole. Good on him. And guess what happens? It gets stuck. It's a penis. <laughs> no. You would think... <laughs> You would think, but although if I was going to make a glory hole, I wouldn't put it in a house in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Because not that many people are going <laughs> to come across you. <laughs> it's very much the Russian roulette of glory holes, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> Just regular roulette, isn't it? Not Russian roulette. That would imply a gun. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> I got laugh today, apparently. <laughs> okay. So then the house, it turns out it's a house and not a disembodied cock, as apparently you would like it to be. <laughs> The house speaks to Caleb and says it needs someone to maintain it, do repairs and the beeswax and stuff like that. Caleb says, yeah, cool, I'm in. I just need to get some tools from my car. <laughs> so then he goes out to his car and switches it on and go. that's how you do a car, isn't it? That is how you do a car, yeah. <laughs> I can drive. And then it goes forward. And then he pushes his foot down and it goes. Yep. But then the house sends a wooden stake through the car bonnet Ooh. inches from his heart. Very buffy. Oh, yeah. I don't believe him to be a vampire, although it doesn't say he's not. Well, yeah, so you've got, you never can't know. assume in these things. You can never tell who's a vampire until you put a stake in them and then they either will turn to ashes or they'll just be a dead person <laughs> with a stake in them. I don't advise trying it. And that's it. why I'm banned from most arenas. <laughs> <laughs> so then, Caleb realises he's stuck. So he fixes up the house over time. He gets to kind of like it. He finds himself touching it a lot. Yeah, well, it he happens. <laughs> he doesn't really know why, but he just can't stop himself. So then, as a threat to stop him from running away, the house opens up this random cupboard and shows him a skeleton inside and says, I gave him a grave in one of my many pockets. <laughs> I think that's quite scary. That's a good line. The, how, the thought of this house having, like, all these little secret pockets in I it. I like that. I mean, I like spooky house stuff. You can never go wrong with a weird house. Yeah. There's also another good line... Later on, I'll tell you. Okay. So, the house says it was built by not a human. Oh. Mm. Over the months, Caleb comes up with a plan. He redirects a stream so that the house doesn't get any water. I don't know how he knows that the house needs water, but there you go. Also, why would it? Well, I don't really know, but let's just okay. go with it. 
So the house begins to get tired, begins to get lethargic, it can't do its threats anymore. Um, and then he manages to get away. He's escaped! The end! But it's not. But it's not the end, because he's a man. So here's what happens. <laughs> One night, he gets into an argument in the pub, bragging about how this house was evil and caught him, but he managed to get away. The men in the pub don't believe him. Um, which apparently is how many people who've committed crimes do get caught. Oh, really? That they tell people. Okay. So, listeners, if you've done a crime, just shut up about it. <laughs> just, I mean, don't do a crime, but just don't tell anyone. Yeah, just that's, don't say. That's the key. Um, so, that's what I'm going to say. Just don't tell anyone. But Callum, as we've established, is an idiot, so he does tell someone. And it's a bunch of drunk men, the worst people to tell. Yep. So he and the drunk men all go to this house. Um, they say, mate, it's just a rundown house. It's not trapping us. It's not scary. It's nothing. Uh, and they all drive away and leave him there. Well, he deserved it. Well, he does. So then he sees, oh my God, they're right. It is just a house. And he thinks, I'll have that. Much like Burglar Bill. Was then he'll have the house? Yeah. Oh, well. He's just like, I like that. I'm going to have it. Uh, so then he goes inside the fucking house. Caleb, you idiot. He deserves whatever he gets. I mean, I agree. And then this is what happens. There was something there. The colour of an old root. It was something not very tall. Not very smooth. Something not very human. So this small, lumpy root is not happy that Caleb has fucked up his house. Oh. The end. Oh. Is it like a, what's Death that? by small lumpy root. What, what's the thing from that film that everyone's seen? Is it called Groot? <laughs> Mate. <laughs> it's a little lumpy. Yeah, he's a that? lumpy plant thing. Looks like a mangrove root or something, is it? One yeah, of I think so. Maybe it's Groot. Maybe. Um, I think this story is about uh, having a mortgage. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, the endless time. The, the death gauge of it. <laughs> The death grip of the mortgage. The endless toil of house maintenance. Which is still quite a massive privilege though, so... I mean, yeah. Come on, Gary. We can still complain about our first world problems. We can. Um, I like the line, it's just a dead man, nothing more. Ooh. That's good, isn't it? That is good. I do think this has got some creepy bits in it. Mm. I just feel like, Caleb, you're such an idiot. Like, Don't go in there. You've got, it's like when, when they think, in the horror film, when they think the body's dead. And so they approach, and you're like, what are you doing? Just, yeah, don't. Smack Run away. in the head more. It's the James Bond, I've set you up in this trap, but there's the one very easy way you could get out. Mm-hmm. Mm. Exactly. I don't like I it. I think I'll go away and not watch you while you do that. Anyway, Caleb's an idiot and uh, deserves what he gets. Yes. I do think this story is quite creepy, though. I just like a spooky house story. Yeah. Yeah, I just I think you can't it. go wrong with a spooky house story. House in the woods. Yeah. Is it good, though? I think it's quite good. I want to give it like a f- three or four. Yeah, I was actually going to say three and a half. We don't really do half, so I don't know why I was going to do that. Let's just say three then. It's yeah. fine. It's all right. Quite enjoyable. It's quite creepy. I quite wouldn't really like... say it's good bad. I also really think it's spooky to have something that's very like elaborate and well-maintained in a really remote place, mm. like where you would think that it would be very run down and very decrepit, but it's actually sort of very new. Oh, that's the dog. <laughs> Not friend of the podcast, Miss Rosie Bennett Logan, but Roxy, a new friend of the podcast. New friend of the podcast. This new, uh, our neighbour's dog who's come to see us. Roxy, who's Hi. wearing a pink pearl necklace. <laughs> oh, she's very pretty. <laughs> yes, I see you. I see you.
Roxy may give her opinion on the story. I wish she would. See. Well, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what she thinks about it. Is it good bad though? Mm, no, I don't think so. I don't think it's good bad at all. It's not very camp. It's just like quite. I'm even going right. to give it a one for a good bad. Okay, I'll go along with that. It's just like quite a good creepy story, I think. Yeah. I also like that Caleb's such a moron. <laughs> it's quite yeah. pleasing. It's classic sort of nineties horror in that way. Or like when they run down into the basement and you're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Or like run up to the attic and you're like, "Don't do don't that. do that." Or they just don't phone the police, even though they could. Yeah. He's he's sort of like that. Well, speaking of stupid things that um, people shouldn't go into... Oh, excellent. Where's this going? Tomorrow's um, <laughs> episode is The Station With No Name by Colin Greenland. Don't go in The Station With No Name. I'm going to tell you, they do. But you'll have to find out what's going on with that tomorrow. Does it go wrong? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> That's exciting. So we will be back tomorrow. We will be outside, as long as it's not raining. <laughs> uh, to be honest, even if it does rain, we'll probably just get an umbrella. Oh, God. Because that's how determined we are. And in the meantime? In the meantime, yep, I know what's happening. You can find <laughs> us on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod and on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore. And also, if you want to become a Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash Teenage Scream Podcast and uh, give us some money. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.